In a D.C. hotel, why his wife says she did it. I'm Neil Augenstein. Sentencing today for the man who stabbed another person for cutting in line at a local Popeye's. Maryland's governor says Democrats are spending millions to elevate certain Republican candidates. I'm Sarah Jacobs. It's 12 noon. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Steve Kathan. The latest abortion battle playing out today in Indiana, where state lawmakers are in special session to consider a measure banning most of the procedures. Republican Sue Glick is one of the bill's co-sponsors. Being pro-life is not about criminalizing women. It's about preserving the dignity of life. Vice President Harris is there to boost abortion rights protesters. The United States Supreme Court, in the Dobbs decision, took a constitutional right that had been recognized from the people of America. Now to California, CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is covering the major wildfire that's forced thousands out of their homes. An explosive fire just outside Yosemite National Park is burning out of control this morning, scorching more than 15,000 acres over the weekend. Fueled by bone-dry vegetation and dead trees, the fire was sparked Friday near the Mariposa County town of Mid Pines. We're going to have to rename our town. I mean, the pines probably aren't going to make it. Beth Pratt is a regional executive director for the National Wildlife Federation and a Mid Pines resident. The oaks are going. Oaks are extremely adaptive to drought. If those guys are going, you know you're in trouble. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has the latest now on President Biden's COVID case. The president's doctor says Mr. Biden's symptoms have now almost completely resolved. Only residual nasal congestion and hoarseness remain. Today is the fifth and presumably final day the president is taking the antiviral drug Paxlovid. Under CDC guidelines, if he tests negative tomorrow, the president should be able to end his isolation. Well, Pope Francis is in Canada to apologize for decades of the churches converting and assimilating indigenous children during the 19th and 20th centuries. Roseanne Archibald is chief of the Assembly of First Nations. I'm really looking forward to his apology in Musquachis. It's the only event I'll attend uh, because it's on one of the former institutes of assimilation and genocide. So I think it's important to be there with survivors. Well, the dollar's recent performance, good for overseas travelers, not so good for big business. CBS's Vicki Barker. The strong dollars made American goods and services more expensive in some companies' biggest overseas markets. Among those hammered hard this summer, Netflix, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, and Philip Morris. Apple and Microsoft also expected to take a hit when they report their latest quarterly results this week. Wall Street right now, the Dow is up 81 points, and the Nasdaq is down 39. This is CBS News. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. 12.03, welcome to a hot Monday, the 25th of July. We're at 86 right now. Afternoon storms likely. Temperatures in the mid-90s feeling like more than 100 degrees. Good afternoon, I'm Deborah Feinstein. And I'm Mark Lewis with the top local stories we're following this hour. Metro's new general manager started his first day on the job today with a meeting with reporters outside the Foggy Bottom Metro before heading to work. Randy Clark seems optimistic about Metro's future, even amid a stack of challenges, ranging from a drop in customers and some ongoing safety issues. 
Metro is looking to rebound from pandemic-related ridership declines. They're also working to recover from service disruptions due to safety issues with 7,000 series rail cars. Are there things to improve? Of course. And there will never be a day where I don't think that we can continually improve. So is it safety first on Metro or customer service? The new GM says both. That's not a, a, you know, a choice, a binary choice between safety or service. We either deliver service and it's safe or we don't deliver the service. Randy Clark says to customers, I want you back. The staff wants you back. Our community you know, needs you back. Ultimately, the system is safe. Liz Anderson, WTOP News. A woman makes her first court appearance today after being charged with shooting her husband at a hotel in D.C. last week. We're learning today what she told police about why she did it. Charging documents say Shantiri Weems told police she shot her husband after hearing allegations he sexually assaulted children at the daycare she runs outside Baltimore. Police say when they got to the eighth floor of the Mandarin Oriental Hotel for reports of a man shot, Weems wouldn't open the door. She told police, F him, he's a child molester. In her purse was a notebook she'd written she planned to paralyze but not kill her husband and an apology to the children saying she didn't know. Weems is charged with assault with intent to kill. Baltimore County Police say they're monitoring the D.C. case. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. The man found guilty of a deadly stabbing at a Popeye's restaurant in Oxon Hill back in November of 2019 is being sentenced today. Rico McLean was upset that 28-year-old Kevin Davis cut in front of him in line. Popeye's had just resumed selling its popular chicken sandwich at the time. It was frequently in demand and sold out. Police say a confrontation over the line cutting escalated outside the restaurant. McLean then stabbed Davis and fled. That killing over a chicken sandwich made national headlines. The governor of Maryland says Donald Trump and the Democrats are colluding in a political strategy to promote candidates supported by the former president. He really is not a serious candidate. Governor Larry Hogan is referring to the Republican candidate to replace him in November, Dan Cox. In a Wall Street Journal op-ed, the governor writes that national Democrats are spending millions to elevate fringe Republican candidates endorsed by Donald Trump, candidates who they think have no chance of winning a general election. Hogan tells CNN's State of the Union his hand-picked successor lost the primary, but Hogan's not giving up the fight for the Republican Party he loves. We have uh, another couple of years before the next election. This is just the beginning. I think in November it, it, we're going to have a different story when a lot of these fringe candidates lose. And while Hogan says he won't vote for Cox, he's unsure if he'll vote for the Democrat, Wes Moore. Sarah Jacobs, WTOP News. Virginia's Attorney General is reviewing complaints about a major health care system in the state. Innova Health Systems is accused of denying multiple employee requests for religious or disability exemptions for the COVID-19 vaccine. The details outlined in a letter from Virginia Attorney General Jason Miares went on to say it's a state law violation and several employee complaints are now under review by his office. His concern the denials of exemptions are resulting in terminations. The letter pointed to the state's Human Rights Act, which prohibits discrimination based on religion or disability. Innova did tell the Post that it, quote, strongly believes that the safest environment for our team members and patients is one where everyone is fully vaccinated. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Stick around. We've got traffic and weather, and then Congress has lots to do to wrap up before its August recess. We'll get a rundown from our Capitol Hill correspondent, Mitchell Miller, just ahead, 1207. We are all looking forward to the end of COVID-19 and asking, are we there yet? But if we really want to see the light at the end of the tunnel, we need to be asking 
Are we vaxxed yet? Help us get there.